You are listening to CMH EPC's Cocktail Mocktail Hour podcast. We host a Cocktail Mocktail Hour once a month where we discuss various topics over cocktails. And for those who don't drink alcohol, mocktails. We are inclusive over here. Sip your favorite cocktail with us or try our featured cocktail as we dialogue. This is an environment to hear new and different perspectives. Everyone's thoughts, feelings, and opinions are valid to them. And in this space, we respect that. Welcome. Um, with Cocktail Hour, we are also sipping cocktails. And the cocktail featured this month is my favorite, a whiskey smash. And that cocktail is made with whiskey. You muddle some mint, a little bit of lemonade, some peppermint schnapps, and top it off with ginger beer. And that's what we're sipping on today. So I'm going to introduce our guest that we have today. We have Carrie, who is a native Houstonian. She is a legal assistant in her third year of studying law at Southern University, which I found out during research, is the largest historically black college or university in Louisiana. So shout out to the HBCUs. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, hi. Hello and welcome. And we have Janet, Janet Poop, <laughs> JP, my friend. That's right. She is a corporate responsibility executive. She delivers workforce engagement strategies that support people, protect the planet, and grow community partnerships. She is also the founder and president of the nonprofit, The Good Lounge, which was founded in 2001 to amplify access to financial, physical, financial, physical, and emotional well-being through edutainment. The Good Lounge works with organizations, experts, and leaders to broker connections and share tools that empower diverse communities with a focus on supporting women people of color, and LGBTQ communities. We also have Steph here today, who is also a fellow podcaster. If you haven't heard her, you're going to have to check her out. She is a human, a free people contributor, internal mediator, and peace generator. She sows seeds of understanding regularly through her podcast programming, understandably so, Intention set on sowing seeds of understanding to enhance the human experience. She believes understanding is a form of breathing. So welcome, you guys. What up? We're here, round table, cocktails, it's happening. We have a number of topics that have been submitted, and we're going to discuss those. As I said, it's a safe space. Say how you feel. Maybe you'll get a new perspective on something. I don't know. In the meantime, I'm going to sip my cocktail. What are you sipping on? <laughs> what are things that you love about your friends and three things you could do without? That specific three things? <laughs> yeah, wow. What I love about my friends, my tribe is what I call them. Um, we're all supportive of each other. Um, I value everybody's opinion, so I feel like I can go to them and have actual conversation, and they won't bullshit me. Interesting. Um, you value that. I do. Okay. Because I know my friend's not coming from a place of like malice. Mm. Yes, and like I'm being a little and, sarcastic and, and based they know on another me. conversation. I'm, I'm oh gosh. <laughs> and they know you me. You value that in friendship. Myself. Yes. So Absolutely. would you give that in friendship? Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Got it. She answered that question. Oh gosh. Brought it back full circle. She huh? did. Mm-hmm. Cheers. She did. Yeah, cheers to I that. cannot. I guess we'll all take a sip on that one. <laughs> She's like, let me shut up. Yeah. Go on, get it together. I mean, okay, I'm not, not even going to go there with that conversation. Um, but yeah, so that's what I value about my friends and that we're all open to like new experiences and 
Again, we disappoint each other. What could you do without? What could I do without? Um, tamper tantrums. Mm. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, I mean, when people are used to doing things a certain way, mm. right? And then it doesn't happen that way. Sometimes it's, you know, because people are used to doing it that way, then they're vocal about it. Okay. You know? So, yeah. I guess Super Tantrum is like. That's too strong? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Oh. Mm. What about your friends? What are things that you love about your friends? I'm, I'll probably go backwards. Uh. I could do without some of my friends' love for camping and their desire to bring me with them. Were you camping this weekend? No, I was it's not. It's an amazing because experience. Because I'm not doing it. Okay. It's um, an amazing experience. But they continue to ask me, and I think it's sweet, but I'm never going. That's fine. <laughs> she said there's no reason to live outdoors. <laughs> Co- correct. Mm-hmm. Um, more seriously... Do I have something that, I mean, every now and then I think sometimes things can turn into like, because when you end up with like a big group of people and they know somebody and they know somebody, like sometimes messages can get misconstrued or um, I don't want to say like he said, she said, but like. Telephone. Yeah, a little bit of a telephone game on a certain topic. So sometimes I think that can happen. Just that's just natural with a big group of people. Um, so I think I could do without some of that sometimes, but what I love about my friends, probably the ability to come together on any given thing. It doesn't matter how much time has passed. Uh If I'm like, Hey, let's all do the thing. Um, more often than not, people will come together to do the thing, whatever the thing is. Uh So I think you say like very supportive of each other. That's absolutely true. Um, I definitely have college friends where we might not see each other for months, years, and when we come together, it's like we're still in school. Like the the vibe is still there, the energy's still there. That's really good. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm next. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Um, so for me, I have a really small, intimate set of friends, and I love them. They're supportive. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, just they're very supportive in anything that I do. Um, I would say that lately, um, I would like the top three things is like being so involved mm. in my life. Oh and boy, and my relationship and things that I have going on. I think it's one thing to be supportive and to be there for someone, but to also be like overbearing. Um, so I feel like I've run into that a little bit, but you think that's because this is very new? Um, I don't think so. I think I'm just like kind of gathering that since this isn't an amicable thing, I'm just now noticing that it's just like you're too involved because it's not amicable, but probably before, even if it was, that's just way too involved for friends. Like, I think something should be kept to, you know, your person and you and, I think that your friends have a place in your life where you share things with them con- concerning your significant other. And, and, you know, you kind of have, like, for me, at least, I won't tell you exactly what move to make. I'll just share with you how I feel mm-hmm. about what you've given me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think 
we've crossed the threshold there that is like, hey, I'm kind of telling you how I feel and what I think you should do. And right. I don't really I yeah. don't appreciate that. Gotcha. Because mm-hmm. as my friend, I'm a ride for you regardless. Right mm-hmm. or wrong, I will tell you that you're mm-hmm. wrong. I also will not give you too much unsolicited advice because, again, like you're your own person. You're going to make your own decisions. Right. I decide if I want to rock with you based on those decisions, you know, that speaks to your character and your morals. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think as of late, I think we just kind of crossed the threshold. Just because, again, we've been friends for so long, like very intimate, small group of friends, known them since like middle school, high school. So mm-hmm. um, that's really the only thing, to be honest. And they not want to go nowhere and do nothing. Oh, Lord. I'm like, I like to be, I like to experience things. I like to go to concerts. I like, and I feel like I'd be dragging them. <laughs> yeah. So that's another thing. But again, it's not a huge thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't really even have three things. I had to kind of come up with those. But it's really just that one thing. Three is very specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's my favorite number, but I ain't got none for you. I love my friends. Reliability. Hmm great uh, support system. I know that I can count on them. Um, a thing that I don't like, this isn't necessarily to my friend group, but um, passive aggressiveness. Mm. Yeah. Say what, you say what the say. fuck you mean. Exactly. Lean into can conflict. Can I say the F word on here? That's right. <laughs> yes, you can. I said it. You're out there. Say what you mean. Yeah, that's real. Oh, if you don't know what you mean, that's cool. Shut yeah. up. I'd rather you stumble through it than mm-hmm. we can figure it out. Yeah, what you're trying to say, right? Yeah. Hmm. How long would you wait before having sex in a relationship? Right away. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the question, stuff. Oh. <laughs> Zero <Right away>. days. <laughs> Got it. Now. Thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, hello, and how are you? (laughs) I think that I said right away because I don't think, for me, I have had a waiting period in the past. Um, I like to, I want to feel for it, and as it feels natural and organic, like, let's, if that's the road that we decided we're going to go on, Mm -hmm. we don't need to say on the 15th day, Mm -hmm. um, if we decided it, let's do it. Just be like gel on girlfriends and give you a was it three, her three month three month rule was that what it was something like that. that. What if yeah. I like you and the sex is trash? Ooh. <laughs> it, okay, so here's my things about. First of all, I've never had. Okay, I won't say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> your mom might listen to this. <laughs> my yo, my mom is DC. Yo, of all, we we're all adults. <laughs> we good. We good. Um. So, sex with me is amazing. Got it. So, is that pussy? All right, Rihanna. Yeah, I think that's pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. If we're circling back. Yeah. So, the sex is going to be amazing. Okay. Because I know what it's like with me. And you're going to be doing it with me. So, <laughs> so wait, are you saying it will always be amazing regardless of the partner? It has that's been. That's what she's saying. That's interesting. That's, that's your feedback. Or you're saying that it has been. Both. This is definitely the definition of pussy confidence. For sure. It's given. A hundred percent. Okay, that's cool. We Throw some it. facts in there, you know? We like mm. to see it. Hey, caller, comment. Um, because, so, sex with anyone um, is about exploring the body, exploring what pleases them, right? And so, I love sure. exploration. You can call me Dora. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I stay out here exploring. Wow. However, 
Wow. Um, that is the line for you should start the podcast <laughs> with you should call me Dora. That is the clip to start with. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Stay that's exploring. It. But that that's what it's about. Like there, um anybody that you have sex with for the first time, first, second, third time, you're learning each other. Um, you get in the groove, a vibe, you know. And so Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I feel like if you have bad sex, you're just not a good listener. You're not good. You doing your own thing and it's two people here. Right. And I just gotta stop you and be like, hold on now. Wait a minute. <laughs> you gotta call Can we please get in mm-hmm. tandem? That's interesting. Okay. That is interesting. I don't think I have a timeline, but like you said, I think it's strictly off of vibes. I am like a I don't think I'm a germaphobe, but what's crazy is like I'm like spit. I'm not about to kiss you if I don't know you. Like Mine mm. is real. A lot yeah. of things are real. Let's be clear. But lots like, of germs are real. I don't know what it is about kissing for me. I just can't do it. Mm. But um, I don't know. But um, if you guys don't know, um, cocktails and conversation. We had a conversation about one night stands, and I realized I don't think I've had one. Mm. <laughs> and because they said they can't. Do, I mean, if they contact you afterwards, it's not a one night stand. Yeah. And that's yeah. Just not cool. I so think I that's true. I've yeah. never, I guess I've never had one, but um. Yeah, for me, there's no timeline. I think I just kind of strictly go off vibes. Mm-hmm. I think I can tell if, like, you can't really tell if someone's clean or not. But, you no, know, you we cannot. take There are signals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there are signals. What are the signals? underlying situations. <laughs> and granted, I've been lucky enough to never come across them. But, um, no, I think uh, for me it's just strictly off vibes. Like, it could be one minute, one hour, one year. So. Educate Maybe the people on these signals, on. Steph. I mean, if you know some, please share. Well, you know, you Scents know. that are not fresh. Oh, that. that okay, yeah, that's But you still have obvious. to get to a point. I was going to say, like, uh, there. not really. I mean, you don't got to take off their pants to, to. I mean, this is some really some potent. <laughs> well, I mean, right. like generally, scents are, though, right? Okay. So. Come on, if you can smell it, then. Okay. Well, it depends on what it smells like. Um, also, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, if, I'm saying if it's unpleasant. I'm talking about unpleasant. Because you know, who's saying something other than you smell amazing when it smells great? Yeah. Right? Yes. Absolutely. Um, you just, you got to pay attention. You got to be looking. Pay attention, looking. Snack. Looking, feeling. So, well, yeah, that's that's smell, obvious. Like, how else do you yeah, tell? For sure. Is it how that's they good. move? Or? Well, I mean, those are the diseases and illnesses and um infections they no it's not about a way person maybe the way they walk you know but no i don't think there is a specific thing that you can buy oh person does this when they have that it's like no okay just you know paying attention got it pay attention okay i'm not gonna take that chance i'm very similar to carrie in that i don't have a timeline it is based on what that flows like yeah so yeah but also i'm that person where i'm like I'm not sexually attracted to people until I get to know them. Mm. So it's not me. I've I've gotten I have to get to know you first. Again, to be sexually I, attracted or to have I sex. I have to know you, to know if I even like you, to become attracted to you, to become sexually attracted to you. Wow. Mm. Well, okay, so you said initially you have to be attracted to a person before knowing that you want to get to know them any further. That is an initial attraction. Physical. Yeah. Physical. But that doesn't mean she wants to have sex with you. Exactly. Right. Just because you're cute don't mean I'm trying to bang you. Yeah. I hear you. Fair. I have, I guess I have a lot of sexual attention then. But you are also a Libra, so I've heard about you guys. Oh boy, you're not a Libra. I'm a Leo. Leo. Oh, Leo. I mean, oh, L, two I L's. guess similar. Okay. Yeah, a little confused. We do. I might as well say I'm a Scorpio now, so I can Lord get the most. crazy stares and faces. 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't have a timeline anymore. I think in college, I used to try to like give myself because society said you're supposed to, yeah, yeah. probably because mm-hmm. society said I was supposed to. Um, it's definitely about chemistry, vibes. I do think I'm a little bit weird in the fact that I may have like an, an encounter. And to your point about kissing, um, I can have sex with someone and not kiss them if I'm not really feel, feeling them. I mean, I feel like kissing kiss is them. an intimate thing. It's very intimate. It, um, it, it ain't no more intimate than sex. You would think yeah. actually. Uh, I think I guess. Sex is depends, far more intimate than kissing. It depends on the type of sex that you're having, though. Yeah. I mean. Well, no, if, if you put your not like, any type not, of sex, if you're put if it's if it's an oral sex, that is that's worse well, than kissing. That's, no, that's not what I meant. Okay, genital to genital or digital. I'm just telling you, like or with oh, toys. okay, all right. You, you talk about I mean? some space shit. We not even. <laughs> 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 you having sex in space? <laughs> you in your space? I'm in I my space. There are things that you can do where you don't put your mouth on somebody. Yeah, and you're not exchanging fluid. Like, kissing is very different. intimate. It is. You know, is I, because if anything is, happens, like that's on your face. Yeah. Listen. That's a lot. And I think spit. I just think, I think it's, it's weird. So, so you not cool with spit, but just like the the, the orifices that that for. I mean, bodily fluids are bodily fluids. Granted, I, again, I am a person like. I, at that point, I'm receiving. I'm not saying that I'm giving. I, again, to her point, like I would have to be attracted enough to kiss you in order to be like moving yeah. forward in that mm-hmm. direction. But it's just you know, a little head. <laughs> okay. You don't okay. Have to kiss. All right. I know you in something new, so. Oh no, nah, that's that's straight kissing. Yeah, I like her. <laughs> no doubt about that. Oh okay. But yeah, like you know how some people like meet people in the club and be like tonguing them down. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. right. Oh, yeah, tonguing them down in the car. I have things. I've only ever kissed one woman the night I met her. Hmm. That's it. And see you, but you that was a good feeling. Like, it you was can't somehow gauged that you can't, can't speak to her, but you yeah. did it. And I'm a, I'm at a big age. That's only happened once. Oh, okay. <laughs> that sound that sound magical. What, yeah. it, it was. Okay. Yeah, okay. It was. Tell me your mind. You still kissing her today? I am. That's mm, what I'm we love to yeah. see you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard that. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, next topic: determining the right time to begin motherhood, and we know that Steph is not going to be part of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Count me out. I don't feel uh, equipped to answer this question as I am not a mother. But um, have you ever thought about when you were younger, like maybe you wanted to be a mother? I thought about it. I think my main opinion on this is from from talking to other parents. I have siblings that are parents. um, There's no right time. And Mm -hmm. people try to kind of like figure it out and make there be a right time. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you probably end up missing the whole window because there's no sure. right time. You're never gonna have the money you think you need. You're never mm-hmm. gonna be in the time of the life you think you should be. So just, you know, if you really wanna do that, just making the decision and kind of moving forward. I do think there's a lot of more education that's happening for women around like egg freezing and fertility and, and some of that stuff that's, that's great and positive. Um, but yeah, it feels like the best advice or the best thing I've heard on that is just, there's no there's never going to be a perfect time. So if you want to do it, just do it. 
Sure, but what about, okay, so I would say for homosexual relationships, you have the option of choosing when to start sure. that journey yeah. as opposed to others. So, like, I know some people that have gone through the in vitro and they've had the babies and, and there they are. So I feel like they were able to plan that because yeah. they were ready for that. Yeah. As opposed to, for me, I know I was an accident. So, you know, uh, <laughs> a lot of children in the yeah. hetero situation sure. are accidents, up. right? Yeah. Um. So yes, yeah, so I, I think, think it's the same though. I know I know people who wanted to start their family. So 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 lesbian women who wanted to start their family once they had a partner mm-hmm. that just decided I really want to be a mom. I'm gonna do this single, mm-hmm. and they did it. And them the kid, and now the wife are mm-hmm. all fine. Yeah. So it's I think it's still the same. Like if that's something you really want to do, mm-hmm. you should do it, and right. you shouldn't wait necessarily to have a partner to do it. Right. That's true. That's true. Have you considered motherhood? Um, I think I have. I think I'm kind of in the age where like my body's like you need to have some babies. <laughs> so like you know I'm kind of getting the urge, but then I'd be like that's like a lifelong thing. Uh huh. Like, but well, so is a dog. Well, not lifelong, but like it's like a good 14, 15 years. Yeah, and, and I don't have a dog currently. Oh. But, I mean, I like dogs. I wouldn't mind having a dog, but I also wouldn't mind like having a kid. But I do, I have been going back and forth with like the idea that like having a kid is very selfish. I think that like bringing someone into this world and saying like, hey, like you need to, in 18 years, regardless if I prepared you or not, have to take care of yourself and like be a member of society and like be a good member of society mm. and like represent me well and like that's a lot to put on someone who didn't ask to be here um but at the same time like a little bit of myself is just like that's like a mini me and yeah. like i want to contribute to society and put another human here and like say hey, good human this is my seed and mm-hmm. this is what i did they you look know, like me check accomplishment so i think i'm on the fence i'm not opposed to having kids i'm not the person that i'm with wants to have kids so i'm not like opposed to that but i do think about heavily like the effect that I would have on that child because I understand like how I was raised like I know like you know I know my mom loved me but like when you really get into a certain age you Mm -hmm. kind of think back on like how Mm -hmm. you were raised and I just don't want to mess anyone up (laughs) just give them a sibling they'll be all right that's a lot because one and done for me but (laughs) and, and because you know like and so for me speak from experience like I'm a middle child I come from two other siblings like I don't think that many people have the capacity to love that many children. And oh, so in my in my head, like I only want one child. And my partner is like she is an only child. So she wants that she lacks that like sibling mm. connection. Mm-hmm. And so and like granted, like let me not speak to that. She's she's not an only child, but she grew up as an only child. Right. So, um, I don't know, you kinda have that dynamic and then like raising kids is like a whole nother thing. Like you have two people that are were raised so differently and I just I just really personally just don't want to fuck nobody up (laughs) (laughs) I would love to have a kid I just I just don't want that type of pressure on myself but I think that you know if I continue to work on myself and like become a healthy person that I'll be able to you know provide and be a healthy Mm -hmm. parent for someone because you also don't know like what's going to come out of your body either right so it doesn't matter how well you feel like you prepare them like you never know what that right. person's going to grow up to be and that's also very discouraging mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's scary for sure very scary. Yeah. Yeah. so it's like if i could decide not to like i don't know 
I mean, I read a read an article um, title a while ago that said that um, the population was decreasing because women weren't having as many kids. I'm sure that's and true. And I was yeah. like, well, yeah, we have more education now, and people don't want to be saddled with the things, and also how they were raised and trauma from that and like all the things so i'm like that makes well, sense you also have to think about the fact that people were having children to help them on a farm right so that too literally and have to pay more bills. children yeah to to help work the farm and so right really and it's different not as appealing anymore because mm-hmm. there's women out here that ha- are married and like did it the right way and like they are single mothers mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like, that's true and i have a friend that has a kid and she's just like i love my son to death but it's hard <laughs> it's hard out here yeah <laughs> I think, I mean, I wouldn't overthink it, though. You can, I, I, we all have seen it. Siblings that grow up in the same house mm. with the mm. same parents and turn out very different. Me and my sisters, absolutely. Yeah. So, th- and that's not on the parents. Mm-hmm. That's just right. different personalities. Chemical makeup. Envi- chemical makeup. But I also think parents, though, because, like, if you think about your friends, like, and, like, the people that you love, like, you love them in different ways. And, like, I think if you really are truly able to learn your kids and, like, be there for them like you you're able to raise them in a way that is is different like our parents raised us all the same Mm -hmm. and like maybe we didn't receive those things the same way so we did grow up differently but like we all probably could have been and I'll just use this as an example it's not probably a great example but we all could have went to college like speaking on my personal experience like I'm the only one out of my three siblings that went to college Mm -hmm. not saying that I'm the only one that has a successful you know like livelihood but Again, like, I think that if you are able to connect with your kids in a way that you're able to raise them in the way that they accept those things, I think that you could have that. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. all your kids would be, you know, great members of society. They wouldn't be in and out of jail. I'm not saying that you have that in your experience, but like you said, I guess I immediately thought of, like, hey, we all grew up different as in, like, I went to college and these fuckers over here are like... <laughs> nah, nah, that's not my so, experience. So, but <laughs> that's kind of what happens. I think yeah. of, but... I don't know. I think that, again, like, you learn, like, your kids. You Like, my friends, like, I know what they can handle. Like, I know how to love them, like, your partner. I know how to love that person. So, like, when it comes to your kids, it has to be the same way. You can't raise them all the same. Yeah, there's a school of thought right now, a lot of chatter going on in different channels that even that no parents are raising any children the same because they're going to have a different reaction to each child, even if they're, like, back to back to back or even if they were all triplets or you know, whatever, there's, it's really interesting. Um, and they say no, no two children have the same parents. Mm. So when I think about, and there was a big gap though that made me think about it, like how my parents were with me and maybe the two siblings right behind me versus how my parents were with my youngest brother they were different people, uh-huh. like just because I'm a, I was 11 when my youngest brother was born. So my, my mom always kind of jokes and says, I was tired by the time. He got away with a lot of other uh-huh. things, right? And I don't know that he would see it that way, but I do agree, like, you know, they were, they were different people um, by the time my youngest brother was a teenager Absolutely. versus maybe how they would have parented the, the other three of us when we were teenagers and then there was another brother in the middle of all of that. So it's just really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. But also I think it's, we, we're more educated now on that, right? So like, I know for my mom, she's a boomer. Mm. Um, and so we, again, we're all raised with the same love, the same discipline, all those things. And 
wasn't taken into account of who we were individually. But I think we n- think not really though. Sure. You have a brother or a sister? I have three older sisters. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and now it's like you're like, well, every child is different, and they all learn differently, and like all those things, right? So, I think we're in a different space um, of where we are in regards to like what we know, as opposed to our parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's true. We look exactly. at fairness differently. We used to say fairness was treating everybody the same. Mm-hmm. Now we say fairness is treating people how they need to be treated. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, learning that. Oh jeez. Thank you guys for giving your time today and sharing your thoughts and opinions on the various topics we discussed. I know some of you guys have some projects going on. If you want to tell the people what you got going on, so we can be there. Yeah, sure. Uh, closing thoughts wise for me. So the Good Lounge has a winter social coming up at Trez Bistro and Wine Bar on December 29th, which is a Thursday. It's a fundraiser, capital F-U-N, Razor, with the intent of really having people come together and learn a little bit more about holiday and seasonal depression. So everything that the Good Lounge does is around, as you mentioned earlier, physical, financial, and emotional well-being. And we want to have a little bit of um, that conversation and just come together to be able to support future giveaways of resources like we've given away um, Set Boundaries, Find Peace, the workbook. We'll be giving away gift cards to Nap Bar. Um, we'll be giving away gift cards to get free therapy sessions and things like that. So that's what the, um, the donations, the types of things the donations support and would you know, love to, to meet anybody that has an opportunity to come out. Go to thegoodlounge.org slash winter to register for that event if you're interested in attending. Super fun, super fun. And what about our fellow podcaster over here? What you got going on? Um, you can check me out on understandablyso.com. That's understand, S-O-W.com. <laughs> um, podcast, Understandably So, streaming on all platforms. Um, I would prefer you listen on Amazon Music, which is a free app, or Spotify, so you can see the beautiful artwork that I've created for each program. Um, my social media uh instagram is understandably so again that's s-o-w and um you can find me on twitter at orangey o-r-a-n-g three three check her out i hear i asked her once i was like are you a poet or no because the way she puts words together it sounds like a poet to me exactly (laughs) giving poet vibes exactly yeah i received that i received that (laughs) exactly Okay, I guess I'll go ahead and uh, put it on the atmosphere. I am um, trying to put together a true crime podcast, Houston based. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Clutch City Crime, and um, our first episode should be dropping at the end of January, if God says the same. <laughs> to our listeners, grow your community and take a moment to like, subscribe, and or follow our guests on their respective platforms. If you're a local in the Houston, Texas area, we'd like to meet you in person at our next Cocktail Mocktail Hour. It is every last Sunday of the month. Visit CMHEPC on Facebook or Instagram or go to our website, www.cmhepc.com for more details.